I got a thought on my mind, and it's been on my mind for a few days. Uh, we we go through trials in life. Every, every one of us here. I'm not. I'm, I, if I stood up and tell you that you got saved, everything will be all right. I'll be lying to you. Uh, I I I can't tell you that because you're gonna you're gonna have troubles and you're gonna have trials. But I, what I would like for us to look at tonight, just for a brief moment, how do you look at that trial that you're in? Your perspective of that trial. Every one of us look at things differently. You, you may see something and it, it overwhelms you where it doesn't overwhelm someone else. You may be going through the exact same thing that someone else is going through. And like I said, they let, they let go of that last thread of hope, but you're holding on. You make it through and they fall out. They fall by the wayside. The Bible gives us a clear picture of that tonight. Psalms 137. Find Psalms 137. We'll be here just for a moment, then we'll go to another book and look at that and I want to show you something how people in the same condition people in the same place has two different visions of what's going on around them and if we can get the right visions in our life we're going to see things like God wants us to see instead of doing this the Psalms 137 very familiar Scriptures, I've preached on it. We've read it over and over and over and been on it several times before. It's something that we ought to really just get a hold of and, and let it sink in our hearts. It said, By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept when we remember Zion. We hung our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. For there they, they carried us captive, required of us a song. And they that wasted us required of us a mirth, saying, Sing us one of those songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? If I forget thee, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget her comings. If I do not remember thee, let my tongue cleave unto the roof of my mouth. If I prefer not Jerusalem, above all my chief joy. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight. Lord, just ask to open our hearts and minds and receive the message we stand in need of tonight, Lord. Help us get the right perspective in our lives, Lord. And thank you, Father. We just thank you for what you're doing, what you're about to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And Psalms 137 is called of captivity psalms. The children of God are in captivity. They were warned by the prophet Isaiah. They were warned by the prophet Jeremiah to turn from their evil ways and repent and God will take care of you. But like today, nobody wants to take heed to what the Word of God says, the warning of God to repent of your sins. And like Israel then, people have gotten themselves into captivity somehow, some way. These people were in a bad spot. They had lost everything they had. They're no longer in the land where God had given them. 
They're no longer uh, serving the, the temples that they built. Their land has been devastated. Their homes have been burnt to the ground. Uh, people have been slain. And they're now they're taking them into captivity. The psalm says, They sat by the rivers of Babylon and wept. It said they hung their harps in the willows. The harps a sign is a sign of joy, and the willows is a sign of weeping. Their captives has said, Sing us a song of Zion. They said, how can we sing a song? Look at the shape that we're in. Look at where we're sitting at. Uh, our homeland's been destroyed. Uh, our people have been killed. And, and we're now in captivity. What is the use? God has given up on us. God has turned His back on us. We're in a bad situation. I can't sing a song. Let me say this, there are sometimes even in the deepest, darkest valley of your life, those songs that we sing will come back to your heart and you start singing that song and it starts lifting you up and encouraging up and next thing you know, you're not as deep in that valley as you thought you was because those songs are encouraging to you. I say that when we start singing our songs in a dark place, it helps us to see things a lot better than we could if we don't sing a song. It's easy to sing when the sun is shining, but let me tell you what, when it's dark, it's real hard. But it's a real blessing when the Spirit of God comes upon you when you start singing the songs. They, 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 they are in a bad place here. They've got problems. And they're bitter. They're bitter about the situation they're in, and, and they blame God. It's not God's fault. They have just decided that they were done. They were through. They're hopeless. They felt that there's no way out of their situation you know, we see their, their, their isolation. They're, they're no longer in the land that God had given them. They watched their land be devastating and burnt to the ground as they marched out to the Babylon. They have lost all hope. They're giving up. They've sat down, hung the harps up, says, we're not singing. We're just going to sit here and go, oh, woe is me, woe is me. And that's a bad place to be in life. Now, I don't care what you're going through. When you decide you're going to sit down and just give up, that's a bad place in your life to be. Uh, do you see what they're doing? You see what they're looking at? You see their perspective is, there is absolutely no hope for me. I'm in a bad place. My world has caved in on top of me. I don't know which way to go. God has turned his back on me. Uh, I, I, I cried out and God hasn't answered me. It's just a bad place to be in. And they just said, I'm just going to give up. I'm done with it. 
That's one perspective. Turn to Ezekiel chapter 1. Ezekiel chapter 1. Remember, they're in a bad place. <laughs> they're giving up. They're not singing anymore. The joy is gone. It's a hopeless situation. Ezekiel chapter 1 verse 1. Now it came to pass in the 13th, 13th year of the fourth month, in the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captives by the river of Kibar. The, at the river Kibar, here's the same thing in, in, in Psalms 137, it says, by the rivers of Babylon. It, it, here, uh, he was among those that were sitting by the rivers. He was among those that was uh, hanging the harps up. He was among those that says, it's a hopeless situation. We're, uh, we're, we're in a bad place here. He, Ezekiel is sitting among the children of God at the river of Babylon. And they, they're saying all around him, Lord, Lord, look where we're at today. Ezekiel is in the same problem. Ezekiel has the same situation going on in his life. He saw his homeland be destroyed. He saw his homes be destroyed. He saw the temple of God to be destroyed. He's in the same place that they are. But look at his perspective. I was among the captives by the river Kibar. That the heavens were opened... And I saw visions of God. I saw visions of God. Here's a man that's in the same place as everybody else is. Here's a man that has the same problem that everybody else has going on him. Here's a man that's seeing things totally different than those folks are seeing those things that are sitting around him. If we have the right perspective in our life, no matter what we go through, no matter what we face, if we just look up, God will show you something. God will bring something to you that you never thought before. His perspective was totally different from those that were sitting around weeping and whining and crying. What am I done? What are we going to do? He said, I see the heavens open up. Oh, I'm telling you what, if I was the same situation and I was sitting around the rivers of Babylon and I'm in captivity, I'm thinking the same thing. Oh, there's no hope. There's no hope. But all of a sudden, somebody's sitting beside you. Hey, look at here. The heavens are open up. I see some things. I'm telling you what, and that's an encouragement that you can have tonight, no matter what you face, no matter what you're going through, that if you just look up, God will give you something. Has anybody been in the carnival and call that place called the House of Mirrors? You don't need to go. It's just... I've gone into the house of mirrors and you see these mirrors that distort everything. It'll make you real tall. It'll make you real short. It'll make you real skinny. 
and then it, it make you what you look like. <laughs> I ain't going to say that. But it, it, it distorts the truth. It's not the same. And, and that's what it is with these people here, that the children of Israel, they see something that's not really there. And Ezekiel says, I see something that's true is there. Do you know the devil will mess with you with your perspective on how you look at things? He will show you something that you say, tell you this is the way it is. This is the truth. It's always like this. You're getting a distorted picture of what truth what God is. Can I say that Ezekiel, we need some Ezekiel type Christians tonight that while everybody around us has hanged their harps up and given up on God, they let go of that last thread of hope. We need some Ezekiel Christians today that says, I'm not giving up. It may look bleak down here. It may look like the devastation going on down here, but I'm looking up, and when I look up, I see something totally different than what I see around here. Amen. Just lift your head up and see. They were looking back. Ezekiel was looking forward. They were getting bitter and Ezekiel was getting blessed. Here we find them weeping and Ezekiel was worshiping. Amen. They, they were talking about how it used to be. And Ezekiel said, from where I'm standing, what I look, it looks pretty good to me. Pretty good to me. I'm seeing something that's right here, he says. I'm seeing something here that I did not see back there. Yeah, yes, we're in a bad place. Yes, we have some bad problems going on. But I'm seeing things that I never saw before. When things were good, I didn't see those things I found this out. Now listen to me. You say, well, how in the world can that be true? I find this out. In your deepest, darkest hour of your night, if you look up, God will show you something then that you'll never see when things are going good in your life. Ezekiel and him, all of them are in a bad situation, a bad place. But God showed him something in the midst of his darkest hour. God showed him something. And I, I say this tonight, that God will show you some things in your darkest hour that you'll never see when life is going smooth. Amen. Paul said, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. It is in the times of persecution that God shows you things. It's in the time of weakness when God shows you things. 
and things that you'll never see when good things are going on in your life, when everything's going on, every bill's been paid, you got food in the pantry, and everything's being made, uh, your health is good, and everything in your family is going right, God will not show you things that you need in your life until you hit that bottom pit. That's when God says, watch this. I, I read a story. A guy was doing in uh, Russia and he was preaching the word of God and they put him in prison and beat him up, tortured him for years and years and years. And every time he turned around, they let him go and they tell him, you can't do that no more. <laughs> he said, no, nah, I'm going to keep on preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. They put him in there again and finally they told his wife that he had died. They didn't moved him off to another place and, and, and told him that he had died but he hasn't been dead yet and his wife was in prison. She was in prison for three years for the same thing. And finally they got out. And he was doing some uh, 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 lectures on what went on with him, what happened to him. And, and he made this statement. I read it three times to see if I can get it right. But he made this statement. There are times in my life that I miss that persecution. What? None of us want to go through trials. None of us want to go through persecution. None of us want, never, none of us want to be, go to prison and be bitten, beaten half to death. Amen. But he said, there's times in my life that I, I look back and I missed it. And then he said, the reason why I said that is because in those times, in that hour, that's when I felt the presence of God the best. That's when I was the closest to God in my time of persecution, in my time of need. Uh, it would look bleak, it looked dim. I, there's no hope for me. That's when I felt God's presence at the highest in my life. And he said, I missed those times. But we can have a good time in the presence of God today. We have no persecution, but it's not like that time when the world is on top of you. It's not like when the, the, the whip is at your back. It's not like the gun is at your head. It's not like the sword is at your neck. But it's that time, that's when you can feel the presence, the power of God more than you ever had in your life before. You, the devil will whisper in your ear, God has brought you to this place, so you ought to just hang it up. God has brought you here, so just give up. God is not going to help you in this place. Can I say this? God takes you to those dark places in your life so that you stop leaning to your own understanding that you may lean more on Him. And that's what we need to get a hold of. Looking at that perspective, Lord, I'm in the dark place. I'm in a, a hideaway place. But Lord, I need to look for you more and more and more in my life. I know things are going good. I've got good things in my life. My health is good. My bills are paid. But Lord, there's times that I still need your presence now. So what did God give him that he did not give all the other children of a God? 
First of all, he gave him sight. Verse number five. It says, also out of the midst thereof came the likeness of four living creatures. And this was their appearance. They had the likeness of a man. And everyone had four faces and everyone that had four wings. Remember, this guy's in captivity. The only time you read about this again, John in Revelation says the same thing. John quotes the same thing that he said. And I found out, looked at, where was John? He was on the Isle of Patmos. He was in, he was in a, a persecution. He was in prison there. And here, Ezekiel's uh, in, in captivity. He's in prison here. And they both see the same thing. Look at verse 25. And there was a voice from the ferments that was over their heads, and they, there they stood and had let down their wings. And the ferment with there was over their heads was the likeness of the throne, and the appearance of a sapphire stone, and upon the likeness of the throne there was the likeness of the appearance of a man above it. And I saw the color of the amber and the appearance of the round about within from the appearance of the loins even upward from the appearance of his loin even downward I saw as it was the appearance of a fire and it was brightness all around about and the appearance of the bow that was in the cloud of the day of the rains so was the appearance of the brightness around about there was the appearance of the likeness of glory of the Lord and when I saw it, I fell upon my face, and I heard a voice, one that spake. Ezekiel is seeing a scene in heaven. You understand this is a blessing to Ezekiel. Uh, for years, all of Ezekiel has seen and watched his leadership in his country uh, degrade the country. And the leadership of the country had gotten immoral. It was corrupt. He was watching his country get more wicked and ungodly, following more false idols. Uh, listen, instead of uh, uh, preaching the word of God, he was watching them bringing false gods, Molech, Baal, and worshiping them in the house of God. He was watching this immoral acts of society to run out of control in his own country. Ezekiel has seen all this go on in his country. Can I say, we see the same thing in our country today. There's nothing that Ezekiel didn't see that we don't see today. But he looks up and he sees something different. He sees God is still on the throne. What it looks like down here Total destruction. That's all the sea, the damage, the fire, the wickedness, the bondage. But God said, if you look around down here, that's all you're going to see. Can I say this the same today? If we just look around down here, that's all we're going to see. We're going to be seeing the discouragement, the depression that goes on in this country. That's all we're going to see if we just look around down here. Can I say this? If you look up and let God show you something that you ain't seen before. What it looks like on that side compared to this side. 
He saw God was still on the throne. Nebuchadnezzar wasn't on the throne. God was on the throne. There was no bondage up there. He saw God in His glory. God was on His throne. He saw the sun shining over there. It may not have been shining over here, but he said it looks pretty good over there. When he looked on that side, he said, it may look bad down here, but there's some good news. There may be some bondage down here, but over there, there's some freedom. There may be some bad leaders down here, but over there, their clean of glories is still in charge. It may be a mess down here, but everything looks like it's all right up there. Get that vision. You say, how do I keep from hanging up my harp and losing my joy and not singing the songs of Zion? How do I keep from doing that? How, how do I keep from seeing my life and my family and my country go to ruins? Our church getting in the, the place that churches are at today. How do I keep from that happening? Just tune back into reality and realize that God is still in control. He's still on the throne. You may be in a place down here that don't look good. Where everybody else is not singing. Everybody's let go of everything. But over there everybody's shouting the praises of the glory of God. Giving him the honor and the glory. He saw that God was still on the throne there. You've got to see what you can't see to get right. Now, that didn't make sense, did it now? You've got to see what you can't see to get things right. You better believe it. <laughs> Elisha and his servant, armies and surrounded him. <laughs> Service said, whoa, we got bad problems going on here, Elijah. There's some th- they're, they're coming for us. It's just you and I. Last time I checked, I ain't got no weapons of, uh, uh, to fight back with. And look at all these chariots. Look at all these horses. They're coming for you and I. They're going to come and get us. Elijah's. You just don't know. Elijah prayed, Lord, open his eyes. When his servant opened up his eyes, he saw the chariots of fire and the horses around them. And his eyes said, it's more of us than it is of them. Amen. Hey, when you get your eyes open and see the things that God wants you to see, you're going to say, hey, praise God. It is better there than it is here. And I'm longing to get to there. Give him sight. God gave him sight. He got stability. Chapter 2, verse 1. And he said unto me, Son of man, stand upon thy feet, and I will speak unto thee. And the Spirit entered in me. He spake unto me and said, Upon my feet. Now, this is like setting setting your feet upon the rock. That's what it's talking about. I will set thy feet. You ain't got to worry about it. You ain't got to worry about it. 
set me upon thy, my feet, that I hear him that spake unto me. One of the greatest things in Christian life, can I say, can I say is to have stability. Because up to this point, the whole nation has fallen. Read Lamentation 5. Turn back a couple of chapters. Lamentation chapter 5. Lamentation 5, verse 16. This is Jeremiah writing the Lamentation. In verse number 16, The crown is falling from our head. Woe unto us that we have sinned. Verse 22. But thou hast utterly rejected us. Thou art very wroth against us. Can I say this? If I was to come in here Sunday morning and I got up right there and I said, God is angry with you. He's rejected you. Let's just pray and go home. There ain't no hope in that. The last message that Ezekiel hears from Jeremiah was, Hey, God is through with you. He's done with you. He's, you're going to hung it up. You've given up. You're not, not joy no more. You're not singing a song of Zion no more. You've turned your back on God. You've rejected God. God is through with you. That's where we were left at. We're in a bad situation. Bad situation. And Ezekiel is thinking to himself, is there any hope? God is mad at us. He's done with us. This man gives him sight of, and God gives along and he lifts him up out of that car. The man that's in bondage. The Spirit of God comes along and picks him up. And gives him stability in his life in a horrible place. When he needs it the most, that's when God shows up and gives it to him. We have so many Christians today who just needs stability in their lives. You see them in and out, up and down. They're just not hanging on. They're not doing the things they ought to do. They're just giving up. They're tossed and thrown every which way around, and they let go, and they just walk out on God. But can I say this, but anchor down in your life and make your mind up that I'm going to serve God. I'm going to live for Jesus. Raise my family for the Lord. And if nobody else goes with me, I'm going by myself. I have set my face towards heaven and I'm not looking back. I made my mind up. I'm going to be something for God tonight. And the only way that I can be something for God tonight is to look up. Because Jeremiah in, in, in Lamentation said, God was done with us. He's rejected us. He's wroth against us. Chapter 3. Ezekiel chapter 3. So how, how do I keep getting in that place? God, God didn't leave them in a bad place and, hey, 
I'm done with you. I'm through with you. God always makes a way. He gives us choices. That's what got them in this condition. They chose the wrong way. Chapter 3, verse 1. Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, eat thou finest. Eat the roll. The roll is not talking about bread rolls. It's talking about those scrolls like the scriptures are written on. He said, eat the rolls and go speak to the house of Israel. So he opened my mouth and he caused me to eat the roll. And he said unto me, Son of man, cause thy belly to eat and fill thy bowels with this roll that I give thee. Then I did eat it. And it was in my mouth as honey for my sweetness. He said unto me, Son of man, get thee to the house of Israel and speak my words unto them. For thou are not sent to the people as a strange speech and of a hard language, but to the house of Israel. He said, hey, I got, I got some news for you. I want you to give it to them. Verse 16, And it came to pass at the end of seven days that the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. There are, hear the words of my mouth and give them warning from me. He said, hey, I'm giving them a warning. I'm giving them the option. I'm telling you, when I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die, and thou hast given not warning, not speak to warn the wicked from the wicked ways to save his life, the wicked man shall die in his iniquities. But his blood will I require at thy hand. Yet, if thou warn the wicked... And he turned not from his wickedness, nor hear his wicked ways. He shall die in his iniquities. But thou hast delivered their soul. God gives us an option. He never leaves us while Jeremiah said he's wroth with us. And I, I look around in the country today and I believe God is still wroth with the, his mankind. We're, we're not living to God's expectations. We're not living God's standards. We're not li- meeting His uh, 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 laws. We're not doing these things. But God says there's a way. There is a way. You may be in a hard place. You may be in a dark place. Don't give up. Don't hang your head down. Don't weep and cry. Just look up. If you look up, you'll get a new perspective when God opens the heavens to show you what's going on. Amen. And we need some Christians that got stability in their life. I'm just telling you, we've got so many Christians today, it don't take but one thing to get them all upset. Been out of shape. I'm going home. I ain't never going back there. Oh, well, what can I say? We, we got a bunch of Christians like that, but I'm just telling you, you're going to get hurt in church. I've been hurt in the church, but let me tell you what, every time I do, I just start looking up, and I get a new perspective. I get a new perspective. So let's start looking up. Let's just start looking up tonight. 
Say, Lord, I'm here for you. I'm not here for anybody else. I'm here to serve you, and I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to, my family, I'm going to get my family. I'm walking, I'm, I'm here for you, Lord. I'm looking up. Hey, even though what it looks like down here, it looks pretty bad. It looks good over there. And it's getting better and better every day. Amen. 